Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast with your host, Jonathan Puddle. That's me. You know, Puddle is my real name. That is the name I was born with. It is not some kind of funny construction. It is my actual last name. The Puddles are from England originally. Most, uh, many of them emigrated, left England, went to New Zealand and Australia. It seems none went to Canada or any of the other colonies. Uh, and I've got all of the Puddle family tree traced back to something like the 1500s in England, which is partly my work, but more so my cousin's, who is uh, a very thorough researcher. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, welcome back to the podcast. My guest today is the one and only Morgan Harper Nichols. True story. She is uh, surely known to many, many, many of you. Instagram poet and artist extraordinaire. Uh, her Her kind of weekly, daily, little encouraging messages are literally reaching millions of people. And I really, really enjoyed this conversation. You'll hear lots of fun and laughter. Morgan and I had a really fun time. And uh, yeah, her, her brand new book, All Along You Were Blooming, comes out next week. So you'll hear us talk about that. And uh, make sure you go and pre-order that book. It's in the show notes. And uh, yeah, so let's get into the show. Thank you so much for the time this morning. Oh, yes, likewise. It was, it was an honor. I think I saw your Instagram story last night. And it was like, because you I guess you have like the the sample copy of the book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting on mine. So like, Are you kidding it freaked me? me out. Yeah, it freaked me out in a good way. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> literally the first person in the world that I've ever seen hold it. So that wow. was just like, <laughs> I was like, that's why I just like responded with emojis. Because I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, this is a, a huge moment. So thank well, you. I'm so, so I'm, I'm. <laughs> I feel very privileged. Yeah, I'm like checking the mail every day. I'm like, where is it? I need I'm, to hold this thing. I'm so oh. sorry that that your unboxing moment happened. No, I love me. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, what I, else like, would you like so to cool. see? I've got it. I can hold it right here. It's it's very small. This this is honestly more than enough. I'm not even sure I'm ready for any more of it yet. So. Oh, yes, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated. I want to, I want to hear all about your, your life and your story and oh, what's nice. given us today this amazing voice. Uh, hmm. You know, even just the, the, you know, for those of you who don't know, the book that Morgan is mentioning is the advanced reader's copy of her book all along you are blooming and these advanced readers copies get sent out to media people and whomever over the course of time and they have all this marketing information on the back to try to convince me uh why i should give you airtime my precious precious airtime uh, and so you know this was made in the last few months and you know it's like eight hundred and twenty thousand instagram followers well that's already very old information <laughs> you know like yeah. <laughs> oh gosh yeah you know, like i'd love to see wild, that it's I'd a wild love, world i'd love to see that plotted on, on a graph <laughs> do you have a spreadsheet it is it is i'm i i am always trying to make sense of it while at the same time just being like just let it be mm. i don't know how this is happening but 
I'll just try to make the most of it (laughs) because I honestly feel like for so like being, I've always been a very creative person in so many different capacities. Like I've always wanted to do something in the arts, like, and I've tried, tried everything from, you know, knitting and crocheting to wedding photography to music career, you name it. If if the word creativity could fit in there some way, I've tried it. Mm. Um, And with all that said, you know, I've just sort of learned that like, you know, I think trying is important, but there is a certain, there is, you know, there's an element of trust that has just been so huge with this because this is the one thing that I was like, pretty unsure about when I started sharing this. And I actually lost followers in the beginning because there, there wasn't, um, you know, cause I was sharing poetry with art and it was like, okay, but if, if you're sort of like a, a purist who loves poetry, you know, the art might really throw you off. And if you're more of a visual person, then maybe you don't want words. Mm. Um, so I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, but for some reason I was like, I just feel like I feel like I just wanted to to share it and and it felt it felt good to share it. So I yes. just I kept doing it and and yeah, it felt like it was going to to maybe be a failure at first. So <laughs> it's been really surprising. Um all of this has kind of transpired over the past 2 years and just all that's happened and I'm so grateful for it. I, I really am. So. Wonderful. Okay, mm-hmm. so roll the clock back then for us. Uh I'm sitting yeah. in the snow in my house in Canada, and oh, I nice. think you're in California today. I am. Yes. But <laughs> where's home? Where did you grow up? And yeah, let's roll the clock way back if you don't. Yes. Mind. Yeah. So I was I was born in California, uh, Long Beach, California, but then. Um, my family moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Well, it's a town outside of Atlanta, Georgia, um, uh, to start a church when I was a really little kid. And so I grew up as a homeschooled preacher's kid in Stone Mountain, Georgia. And my parents, uh, led a very small church and small community. And I, I talk a lot about you know, people ask me like how all this came to be. I talk a lot about my childhood because for me, my, my childhood tells, tells me a lot of stories about who I am today. Mm. <laughs> and, um, I can see a lot of my parents and myself. Um, my parents were, and still are just the kind of people who just, and, and I feel like my parents were the first people that I saw just really embody what the love of Jesus could look like. And they were just really present with people. And I saw them, you know, just love on neighbors, whether they went to church or not. And I saw them just make time for people and bring people around the dinner table. And, and it was just very organic and real. And as a kid, in a way, it was kind of hard because, you know, I, I remember, um, specifically like as we're recording this you know we're kind of getting into the christmas season and i was sick with this the other day i have memories of being a child where my mom would be going to go buy christmas gifts for other kids and i remember thinking like well i sure hope you're getting me some because i would like to have that too and (laughs) that's sort of like a just a one story just to kind of like paint an image for you of what my childhood was like I, i saw my parents like giving a lot. And I remember just thinking like, but is it too much? 
like, is this really like, do we have to do all this? Do we have to, you know, it's like, do these people really need us now? I'm really struggling with that as a kid. And I think for me, a lot of it is the reason why I struggle with that is because I'm very naturally introverted. And there was a time where uh, the church was literally in the basement of our house. Mm. And it was just like people everywhere all the time. And I would just like run and hide in my room. And I just really struggled because I was kind of like, I feel like I, ever since I was young, I always felt like closeness to God uh, is kind of the best way I could explain it. But at the same time, it was just like, but the people part can be really overwhelming for me. (laughs) I don't really know how to make sense, make sense of that. And when I look back on it now, um, in trying to make sense of it, I, I turned a lot to my journals. I turned a lot to writing and drawing pictures and making up stories and just trying to figure out this whole thing of just like, you know, how do you love, how do you be there for people when you, you don't feel like you're enough, you know? And, you know, just for anyone who's ever kind of grown up in a setting where, you know, maybe it was like a ministry setting or a church setting where you just seeing people like sort of like serve others in this one particular way, you know, you know, maybe you've also faced that question of like, well, how do I fit in this? Like, I don't know. I don't really know if I belong with, you know, in this, or how I, you know, just that how I fit question. I feel like that was coming up for me a lot at a a really young age. And I would just, I would just write about it. And I would, I would, um, you know, draw pictures and, and write stories, but I would never share them. It was always just like a, a private thing. And it wasn't until I was much older um, out of college. I'm 29 now. And it wasn't until I was about 26, 27, that I started to kind of look back at some of those things that I was writing in my journal as a kid and see that, wow, all along, like all of this stuff was it was, it was real. This wasn't just like child's play. Like this was like real struggle. These were things that I was, I was noticing as a young child and I was expressing through art, some of the things that I was dealing with. And I realized like just a few years ago that I kind of set a lot of that stuff aside, um, for more grown up things, you know, like I, I spent all of my college years and, and most of my twenties going back and forth with like, okay, I, I feel like I've been like made to create, but at the same time, it's like, you got to pay the bills and you have to like, and I, and I felt like I didn't really have many other skills. So that was really difficult. Like I'm, I'm terrible at admin stuff and I'm just like, <laughs> like spreadsheets just make you want to take a nap. And it's like, gosh, I'm like, how do I, how do I, how do I fit in this world? You know, how do I, I'm like, I, I don't really feel like I'm charismatic or interesting enough for the creative world, apparently. Cause you know, that's just like this select few pool of people who, you know, get chosen to be in the spotlight. And then the other end, I'm like, I don't really have any management skills. Like it was just like, where do I fit? And gosh, it was such a struggle. And I mean, these are still things I think about, like the stuff hasn't gone away, <laughs> but um, the difference is now is I just, I write about it and share it with strangers. But, <laughs> um, but I had a moment in 2016 where I feel like a lot of that just like hit me like a ton of bricks because different than when I was 17 or 21 or 22, even I was like, okay, 
you know, I'm getting into like real grown up mode. I've got to figure this out. Like I can't keep trying to be an artist or, um, you know, I was a full-time traveling singer songwriter for years. And that was a part of me wanting to, to, to be a creative full-time. And I was like, Oh, this is a way to do it. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it will. But, you know, I'm looking at the bank account and my husband and I are like, maybe it won't. (laughs) This this isn't going to work. And yeah, so a lot of that just, it really hit me. It wasn't the first time it hit me, but you know, I think it's just, you know, as we get older, things just hit us in different ways. And for me, it was when I was 26 and it was two years ago. And and, um, I'm sorry, that's three years ago now. And I was sitting there and I was just like, I think this is the end. I, I think I'm done trying. I'm done trying to be an artist. I'm done trying to be creative. I'm, I clearly don't have what it takes. And I did the thing that I did as a kid and I wrote a poem about it. And, um, I wouldn't have been able to say it back then, but now I I look at it and I know that I can see that that poem was where the words that, that, I believe that God wanted me to hear for myself and he used me to remind me of it. (laughs) And I, um, yeah, so I wrote that poem and it was just like, Ooh, okay. That was something. Um, it just felt really vulnerable, like more vulnerable than anything I'd ever written. And the poem starts with, it says, when you start to feel like things should have been better this year, remember the mountains and valleys that brought you here. And so I, I wrote this poem and then I took a picture of it and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to share it. I'm going to share this, you know, on social media and I'm going to like let other people into the struggle of mine. And then I got ready to share it on Instagram and then I just completely freaked out. And I was like, nope, <laughs> never mind. Um, not going to do that. Like I got all the way to like pressing publish and I was like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> so it. what I did instead was I posted it on Pinterest and I didn't even use tags or anything. I was just like, this is just my way of like releasing it, like putting it out there. Um, kind of, I guess for me, it was my way of kind of trying to take a shortcut from, you know, <laughs> committing to sharing this. And I forgot about it for several months. And then that following January, January of 2017, that poem started showing up on Instagram. And not for me, though, other people were sharing it. And not only were people sharing it, but I was getting messages from people that were like, hey, there's this like reality TV star that just shared your poem. There's like a poem with your name on it, um, <laughs> on her page. Did you write that? And I was like, yes, I did. And then like a few <laughs> days later, it was like, Hey, there's this athlete. They shared your poem on their Instagram story. Like, did you write that? And I was like, okay, what's going on? So I went back and I looked at Pinterest and I found that that pen had been repinned over a hundred thousand times. <laughs> Amazing. And till this day, I have no idea how it happened. Um, like I said, at the time, I didn't use tags or anything. Like, I didn't have like a following on Pinterest. Like, I was barely using Pinterest at that time. And for me, I just saw it as a way of just like being reminded, like all along, this was so much bigger than me. And mm-hmm. I always thought that I always saw, like, I always kind of put restrictions. I didn't realize until that moment that my own self-doubt, even the own hurt that I had internalized and turned into like the self-doubt 
had put limits on me and it, yes. and it kind of like, I was putting limits on myself and it was a really humbling moment of just realizing like, yes, this, this really vulnerable poem is my story and it's, and it's from me, but this is bigger than me. Mm. You know, the second I put those words on paper, like, and the second I took a picture of it and put it on the internet, like this is for other people too. Yes. And that honestly just became the foundation of how I chose to keep going and to to give this another try and to to not give up. So, you know, after all these all these failures, after all these things that I had tried, and I remember very distinctly thinking like, you know what? Like I don't know if this is going to turn into something that I turn into a job or Mm. I don't know like I'm just going to do it anyway I was like this might end up just being like something that I just do as like a creative expression and and that's more than enough because I was starting to say I'm like I need this in my life like I need other people I need to be reminded that like I'm not alone in this in this struggle in this in this like I'm not I'm not the only 27 year old out there who's trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life like (laughs) I'm not the only one and there are plenty of people who are older and younger than me who are struggling with the same thing so 2017 um I started to kind of try to write some poetry more and and share it a little bit and what ended up happening was every time I was sharing something which I felt like was like super like you know, in a way it felt really personal. And I wasn't every time, like, I was like, I don't know if people are going to connect with this one. Um, but people started messaging me their stories and saying, mm. Hey, this is what I've been through. And this is how I connect with what you shared. And I was just blown away because I was starting to receive stories from people who had been through things that were far worse than what I was going through. I mean, what I felt what I was going through, yes, it's real and it was difficult, but I was receiving stories. There were people who were just in like just really difficult situations. And it really showed me, I'm like, okay. I'm like this, that became my desire. I'm like, I want to write for those people. Mm. You know, I'm like, if, if they're reading what I'm saying and they're connecting with it, I'm like, that's, this is who I'm doing it for. Like, I'm not just doing this for me. I mean, yes, I'm a part of it and, and I enjoy doing this, but I'm like, this is more than me. So in October, 2017, um, I don't really realize what, I don't really remember like what led up to this idea. I think it was just like a, a culmination of like a lot of, a lot of failures and, attempts along the way and I just I I was like you know what I'm gonna do I was like I'm gonna post on my Instagram story I'm just gonna post it like one time and I'm just gonna say hey there um if you follow me and you would like for me to write something specifically for your story um just send me a message and I'll, I'll select some people and I'll just write you a poem and I'll send it your way so I posted it and you know at the time I don't remember how many followers I have. I kind of go back and forth trying to remember um, maybe somewhere between like 10 and 20,000, I think. I, I think it was closer to 10,000 um, because I, you know, I had been like on the road doing music and stuff, but, you know, in terms of like really, you know, in, engaged following, like it wasn't like, I had no gauge of how many people might respond. I was like, sure. maybe two people, maybe 10. I'm not sure. 
So a few messages uh, begin to roll in. And then the next morning, I woke up to like hundreds of messages. (laughs) And as it turns out that people were sharing their story, and then they were also telling their friends to come Mm -hmm. share their story. And it started to have this ripple effect. And I was like, what is happening? I was like, I don't know, but I want to write for all of these stories. And for the first time in all of my years of trying to figure out where I fit and how I can be a creative and how I can make all of this work for the first time and, and probably forever, I wasn't worried about like what people thought or like how this was going to be sustainable or how it was going to be a career. Mm. I was just like, no, it's literally just for this one person. Yes. It's like, this poem is for her. She yes. messaged me and I wrote this poem for her. And then anything that happens beyond that is overflow. It's it's abundance. And I'm grateful, but this is just for her. Yes. And I just started doing that one person at a time. And I thought that maybe I would do it for like a week or two, but here we are two years later and I'm still doing it every single week (laughs) and I'm still posting on my Instagram, please submit a story. I want to write for you and everything. um, Well, almost everything that you would see on my Instagram, my Pinterest, every, those pieces are from people's stories. And I, I begin doing that just honestly out of, yeah, just this moment of like realizing that, okay, yeah, this is not about me. Like mm-hmm. this is this is about other people and how we're all connected. And and if if God can use me to to put things on paper, to paint pictures of flowers and talk about peace and hope in a creative way, and that if that makes someone help someone feel seen just for a few minutes, you know, I, I just believe that matters. So yeah, it hasn't been, you know, all, it hasn't been easy or perfect ever since then. You know, I still deal with lots of self that, I mean, every single time I get ready to post something, I'm like, this is going to be the one that makes no sense. And everyone's <laughs> gonna be like, like it's and those, you know, that voice, it gets quieter. You know, I will say that it's not <laughs> as loud as it used to be, but I still have moments like that. Um, but honestly, it's it's other people that keep me going and, and other people's stories that remind me that, that yes, I can do this. So, yeah, it's a little bit of how so I got cool. here. So <laughs> cool. There's this uh, quote from uh, you know Seth Godin, the marketing guy, yes. where he says, I think it's in The Icarus Deception. He says, if we're trying to create something for everybody, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And it's only when we give up on that and try and create something for one person. Yes. That it might actually it might actually work. And, and he says, ironically, yeah. when you are creating something that connects with one person, you actually do increase the likelihood of it connecting with many people. Yeah. Yes. It's fascinating. It's fascinating how that works. Like it's so I, I can't make sense of it. Um uh, and I just try to like just stay faithful to it though. It just yeah. And I think a lot of it, you know, and I, I think also, you know, as I'm creating, especially when I start to get discouraged, um, I try to remind myself of the songs and the films that the things that I've seen and the, the books that I've read that I felt like spoke to me, 
Yes. And, you know, I remember like the first time I read um, uh, the poem Proof Rock by T.S. Eliot. Mm. And there were lines in there. I think I was maybe like 16 or 17 when I first, I was, yeah, I was 16 when I first read that poem. And I'm like, me and T.S. Eliot's life couldn't be more opposite from sure. one another. You sure. know, it's like T.S. Eliot did not write that poem for me um, for so many reasons. One being like, he's no longer living and, <laughs> and he passed away many years before I was even born. And I just think it's so fascinating that, wow, I could read his words and feel seen in that. Yeah. And the same is true for for songs. You know, I think about like, just old songs that the, the songs that we don't even know, like who the authors were and like mm-hmm. how they've just like passed through like just centuries of, of people and generations and how like those songs can so just like fill a room and you feel like you're a part of it. Like I, I could just talk about that kind of stuff all day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, and, and yeah. as I like get excited about that, I just have to remind myself that like, by me putting pen to paper, by me making things like I'm a part of that too. And, you know, when I choose to just be present to where I am and be honest about where I am and write about, you know, I don't, I don't have to write about like, everything's going to be great or just be positive and your life's going to be fine. Like, I don't have to write that way. Like I can write about the real stuff. I can write about the real things that I'm struggling with and other people are going to feel heard in that too. So yeah, yeah, that's I think about that kind of stuff a lot. <laughs> and and you do that so well. Thank like you. you know, I think we're all used to this kind of like empty vacuous hallmark garbage yeah. poetry. <laughs> po- you know, it's like an insult to poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's that I guess, you know, with it's like, ah, oh, just think positive thoughts. Yeah. There's a world of difference between that and you have been pushing really hard. And you've faced some terrible things, mm. but you can keep going. Yes. Yeah, I saw, I don't know if this was for me. You should you. write that down, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if this, I don't think this was <laughs> That was from, really good. <laughs> for, thank you. I don't think this was from you, but I saw from somebody recently, it was like, this thing ran in your family until it ran into you. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> Yes. And there's something, <laughs> yes. There's something I think that you've kept that you capture so well. That's like the honesty of the pain, but mm. but that's kind of orients us to to look forward and to to look mm. up even. Um, mm. I mean, I, I totally yeah. believe that you're that you're um, just a mouthpiece of the Lord, ministering mm-hmm. God's encouragement and love to every person that you're writing. That to mm. me is obvious. Do you have a sense of that while you're creating or do you just kind of feel like you're doing your thing? You know, um, it kind of depends on the day. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the sure. Honestly. Um, because you know, sometimes I feel like it's really interesting because I, you know, the, the biggest criticism that I get, well, not the biggest. It's probably the second biggest. And I don't get it. I actually don't get a lot of negative feedback, which I'm like, I feel like I should get more. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, cause you know, it just happens with volume. I'm like, where sure. is it guys? But I mean, this is not at all invitation. More trolls. Yeah. It's like, here's a thousand word email for you. of Everything you're doing wrong. But, um, 
you know, one of the things that I, I get is, you know, cause I, I am a person who, who is a follower of Jesus and I, I've gotten people who say like, why don't you say God more? Right. Um, or, and, and for me, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. I'm like, I feel, I'm like, I feel like God is, is speaking to me and I'm just trying to speak how, how it's coming to me. If that yes. makes sense. It's like, yes. I'm not, like, I didn't even like that first poem that I, that I mentioned when I wrote that, you know, for me, I felt like it was when I was writing that I was like, God is trying to remind me that I'm loved and that I haven't wasted my time and I haven't wasted years of my life. And I read it and the word God wasn't in it. I didn't try to do that. Um, Signed Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, I wasn't trying to do that. And, you know, I'm like, if you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a person who's, you know, a believer, like any of your, or you just, you believe that God is present. I'm like, I believe if, if God is, is present, like you believe that God is, is present, like then we have to trust that like that presence can look like in ways that might surprise us. You know, yes. it's like people, like we have to trust that it's okay that like people might hear God in poetry or <laughs> in a documentary or, you know, it's like you can look at a mountain and say like, wow, look at this beautiful mountain God created and the word God's not spray painted on it. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like you look at the grand Canyon and sing like how great thou art, but like where it's not, you know, it's not, there's not like a Bible verse, like etched into the Canyon. I know that might be like an extreme example, but I'm just, I'm just like, God, if, if, you know, if God is great, just let God be great and come on. Let God's greatness just run wild and free and come trust on. that like that like the people who need to hear the voice of God and experience the love of Jesus, like be present and do your part and know that you're not the only one. Like my poem's not gonna be the only poem that person reads. You know, it's just like these are just these are just little signposts on the journey to say, keep going, keep going. Like keep your heart open, like keep, keep trusting, keep believing. And like, these are, these are just signposts. I'm like, I, I won't be able to spell it all out in, in a poem. I won't be able to, to make it all make sense. Take a quick break to thank my Patreon supporters. Let you guys know this show is totally listener supported. And I'm just really, really touched by everybody who, who jumps on there and supports me, supports my work. Uh, my latest supporters are Amadeo, Karina, Betty and Liz. I'm so thankful for all of you who've just jumped on, as well as everybody who's giving. I'm up to 49 supporters now, which is wonderful. I need 300 to cover all of my costs. Uh, So if you're in a position to give, that would be super wonderful. $3 a month gets you in. And then there are some benefits available for you. If you want to give more, then I uh, will send you some stuff in the mail, old school style. I like to send these little handwritten notes. They're not as lovely as Morgan's, but hey, she did tell me that that one of my things was really good, right? So maybe I'll send that to somebody next month. Anyway, if you'd like to join our group, go to patreon.com slash Jonathan Puddle. Thanks so much to all of you who are supporting. And for those of you who share the show and tell your friends, it means a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I say all that to say, you know, to get back to your question of just like, you know, do I feel like, that's you know what what's happening and yeah i do feel like that's in the underbelly i I definitely um 
I think about that a lot and I, I, I pray about that a lot. And, you know, that is my hope. I just hope that, that, that when someone reads what I write or they, they see my artwork, that they feel seen and that they feel heard and that they know they're not alone. And, and, um, I, I, re- I remember I, I received a, an email once about, it wasn't a story. It was just a person responding, um, to something I shared and, and, um, they were just like, you know, i I've never prayed in my life, but your words make me want to pray. Mm. And they're like, I don't even know what that means. And we were just able to have like such a beautiful conversation. And it was just like, I'm like, I can't, I couldn't have planned that. And like, if I had written a blog, if I had written a blog post on how to pray, like would that person have read it? You know, it's just like, yeah, it's so. That's the thing. It's like (laughs) art and music and poetry in all of its forms can show up and poke you in in an area that you didn't really even know you had right and suddenly you can go oh i didn't know i had any feelers in that Mm. area i didn't i didn't know that and then mm-hmm. that can mean a bunch of things. I didn't know that part of me had died. I didn't know that part of me was still alive. I didn't yeah. I didn't know that I could be a spiritual person. Mm. And if a white guy in a beard and sandals had showed up and been <laughs> like, I'm God, I'm saying something. You're like, you're like, yeah, get out of here, weird guy. But like, you know, art and poetry is beautiful, has a way of subverting that narrative and Mm. and then actually getting in and waking someone up but Mm. to your point about like the grand canyon not having a bible verse etched in it like it's Mm -hmm. not a crazy example because i feel like our so much of the kind of north america i mean the evangelical world is like well Mm -hmm. as long as that pen has a bible verse on it (laughs) you you can use it good christian yeah (laughs) and it's not beautiful and sacred unto the lord unless someone wrote John 3.16 on it. And Mm. so, you know, some of us have kind of grown up with all this chintzy garbage that is somehow made special because it has Bible verses on it, but it doesn't make anyone soul sing. Yeah. And so it's like... Absolutely. Can we we get back to the singing of souls? And the like you said, the wonder and everything? And say, oh, maybe God's been here all along. Mm. Yes, Mm. I love that. I... I had the opportunity to um, go to Jerusalem and the Sea of Galilee and some other places where Jesus literally walked. And mm. I, I, I was so, you know, I had so many hopes going there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to walk away with so many poems and so much, you know, inspiration and all this. And, you know, I did walk away with a lot of inspiration, but what I, but what shocked me the most and what I found the most I was just like wow as I'm literally like sitting and walking in these places where you know like this tour guide is saying like yes Jesus was here Jesus was here I was like I don't need words to experience it like I was like how cool is that I'm like I love words like I love explanations I love things to be laid out so like I'm a huge reader like if I'm interested in any topic I go buy 10 books on it I'm I'm all about that but I'm like how wonderful is it that like 
we can experience like the presence of Jesus and and not just, you know, Jerusalem, obviously, but for me, it was going there that really just humbled me in that way of just seeing, I'm like, wow, like even I, somebody who loves art and poetry, like even I sometimes can rely too heavily on words or visuals to kind of tell the story mm-hmm. for me. It's like, no, just, just trust that like the presence of God, like the presence of Jesus love, it's going to be there. It's going to meet you wherever you are. And, um, that's something that when I, and, you know, and what's been really interesting is like when I do receive messages from people who have said that, you know, my work's not this enough of this or enough of that, you know, if I'm remembering correctly, every single time, like I've actually had a conversation with them, it's, it's been a really good conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I'm so grateful. I don't have like, I don't, I don't have like horror stories of like, and then they wrote this, you know, blog post. I don't have any of that yet. Who knows? Maybe it'll come. But (laughs) as of right now, um, you know, I've just been able to just share with them. I'm like, you know what? I really felt God challenging me to go deeper into some of these, you know, Christianese words that I've been hearing and using my whole life and to just like dig deep into them and, and, and find out, you know, what they really mean and what this really means to me. And am I, am I, am I just regurgitating or am Mm. I saying, you know, what I actually is actually in my heart. And, and I just believe that God is telling me when you go in that deep place, I'm going to meet you there. Come on. And when you're in that place of like trying to figure out like, where am I? Like, like, what do I believe? Where do I fit? Like, why am I angry about this? Or God, why don't I have answers for that? Like that God's going to meet you there and he's going to meet you in, in the mystery and in the lack of answers. So I, I find a lot of peace in that. Um, and um, yeah, that's just something that I, I hope to share with other people, and and I, I think about quite a bit. So yeah, so good. <laughs> I can relate to so much of that. I oh wow. I mean, even just the surpriseness of it. Like mm. I, I, almost a year ago, I was doing an interview with uh, Luke Gifford. I don't know if you know Krista uh, and Luke Gifford. She, she, Krista Black Gifford, she's, she's been a singer songwriter oh, yeah. and then, yeah, and then uh-huh. she, they do a bunch of different stuff now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, Luke basically said to me, Jonathan, you could spend a whole year learning to love yourself. Like what would, what would even happen if you mm. took a whole year, you know, and I kind of moved on in the mm. conversation, but something like lodged stuck in there. And so in January I started this kind of like, okay, I'm going to sit on the couch with myself every day and connect with all that stuff, all the pain, all the feelings, all the emotions of my, mm. my inner child and what all the different language we have. And, mm-hmm. and who did I find there with me? The Lord. Who mm. did I find had always been calling me to that place? The Lord. Uh, mm. You know, and it, it was yeah. like this year uh, has been the most transformative for me. Wow. And then like, like, how you, you know, you were saying you just started, you did this thing because you had to, like, you're at this rock bottom place of like, I don't know if I have anything left. Mm-hmm. Well, I started doing these daily meditations live on Instagram just because I wanted the accountability. Wow. And like That's you awesome. said, people, people are like, oh, you were talking to me. Your eyes were closed and you didn't mm. even know I was watching. Wow. But everything you said. And so like, yeah, there's something... That's amazing. I feel wow. like there's something about this platform, which is weird because we get a, we get 
easily drawn into numbers, right? Like everybody's like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to build a platform. I want to get a following and become a famous influencer. Yeah. But there's something actually uniquely one-on-one intimate, mm. which is which is exactly what you've stumbled so on. True. That, mm, that's uh, so true. That's so true. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and I think that there, it's it's twofold because it's like there's like the negative side of it in the sense of like you can scroll past someone's photo on Instagram and like compare yourself to them, oh, you yeah, know, even totally. though even though they live in a completely different part of the world, have a totally different life, you're like, oh, you know, they're in Bali and I'm not, you know, and <laughs> whatever it is, my life sucks. So yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, there's that other side of it too. Of just like, wow. Well, when someone shares hope or when they share something that that I resonate with, even though their life is different, even though, like you said, people are watching you do a meditation, even though it's like literally someone else doing something totally different. Like you can see yourself in the good that comes from it too. So, yeah, yeah I, I love thinking about it that way. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Do you like? I I first I first came across your content being shared in sort of like uh black womanist spaces on instagram mm, um awesome <laughs> quite far beyond uh christian circles you know very much like mm. here's a sister who's wow. putting out encouraging truth mm. and and so i started following you because i'm like yeah i love that stuff and i'm always <laughs> tr- trying to trying to expand my horizons of where hope's being shared and it was mm. quite a while until i was like I think this, I think this girl loves Jesus. <laughs> yes. um, wow. Do you, is it, is it, do you encounter that? Do you, is it weird? Like just the broadness of the people who are sharing your stuff? Yeah. I, you know, when I first started seeing people share my stuff, at least the people that I was noticing seemed to have some connection to Christianity. They, you know, mo- they were Christian that I was seeing. So I, at first I, I honestly thought I was just like, Oh, I'm just, maybe I'm writing for people who just had a similar upbringing to me. You know, it's like, maybe they grew up like me hearing a lot of Bible verses and being in church, but yet they're still trying to figure out, well, what does this mean for me? You know, as an adult, like, what do I, what do I believe in? And how, you know, asking those questions and I was like, maybe, you know, maybe that's who it is. But then it was just like the stories I started to receive from people. I was like, whoa, like this is, I, I never, I'll try to like break it down and like, a because I could talk about this for days. <laughs> but um, I think what I, what I, one of the things I realized, especially with grace and the word grace, I never really realized I never heard the word grace outside of Christian circles. Mm. And I never really knew that so many people were trying to figure out what that meant outside mm. of Christian circles. And that was a word that people were using or trying to understand or, or, you know, for, for a variety of different reasons. So, so that was kind of like a starting point for me. It was just like talking about grace. And I'm like, you know, cause people were saying like, what does that mean? Or, or, um, it's like, yeah, I like grace. That sounds fun. You know, it's just like, mm. and for me, so I, I remember specifically when I started writing about grace, people, um, people were asking, what does that mean? Mm. And I was like, okay, yes, there's a biblical definition. And I was like, well, let me just see what, you know, Webster says, you know, sure. and, you know, kind of combining some dictionary definitions. I remember finding that grace is defined as unmerited favor. And though I got really hung up on the word unmerited because I was just like, so much in our world is based on merit. It's based on how good you are. 
and how, how well you do something, how successful, how smart, how pretty or whatever it is. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's universal. Mm-hmm. That's universal. I'm like, we are all dealing with that. No matter what our background is, no matter what our belief system is, like everyone's dealing with that. So I was like, I was like, yeah, everyone might not understand or know or be interested or whatever to the, the, the biblical definition of grace. But I was like, maybe I can start, you know, at this place where it's like, okay, but here's the thing that we are all dealing with. You know, we all are dealing with this, this pressure of having to be someone that we feel like we can't be. We're all in some capacity, everyone's dealing with something like that. So for me, a lot of what I share, I'm like, I just want to start with that. I know that's not the whole conversation. Yes, it's so much bigger <laughs> than just that. Um, and there are people that ask me, like, well, why don't you go deeper into this or deeper into that? I'm like, look, I'm not saying those conversations. Sister, like, Sister, you didn't shouldn't. do an ultra call. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not saying, like, I'm like, there's space for a lot of conversations. I just think that sometimes, you know, in social media in particular, like, we feel really pressured to, like, always go so far yeah. in the deep end of what divides us. And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm actually like in real life, I'm actually a very argumentative person. So I'm like, <laughs> I love debate. I was like, I know I write about peace and, and unity and all I'm like, but I, I actually love a good argument. <laughs> um, but I've had to find that it's like, okay, but we don't have to argue all the time. Like, <laughs> I was like, there are some things that we all can in some way at least try to agree on or at least try to have a conversation on. And for me, I'm choosing to talk about grace. Mm. I'm choosing to talk about peace. I'm choosing to talk about hope um, through the lens of art and poetry. So that's kind of how I I at least try to make sense of Mm. the diversity and the community that reads my work, because I'm not going to lie, it is incredibly overwhelming. Um, It's a lot. If I really sit and think about it, um, the range of people, if I, I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> there's sure. no way, there's no way I could try to write for everyone. So yeah, I do think about it and I notice it and I'm so grateful for it. Um, while also simultaneously having, having grace for myself, says Morgan, you don't have to explain it all on Instagram. You don't have to try to make everything make sense for everyone. You know, these little pieces, they're, they're signposts on the journey. Um, and, and that's okay. And, and I believe that God honors that. I believe that, that, that God loves that. Like, I believe that there's space for the dissertations and the critical analysis and the, and the sermon and there's space for the poetry and the artwork. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's, there's room for all of us and all of those things. And, and somehow it all works together. <laughs> uh, amen. There is a lot of room for your book. I gotta tell you, Oh, uh, I'm going to pl- pl- plug it again. It'll be in the show notes, <laughs> friends, but make sure you go and order All Along You Are Blooming, Thoughts for Boundless Living by Morgan Harper Nichols. I sat down last night to try and brush up for this interview because <laughs> I only got this one scheduled, I think, on Tuesday or oh, wow. Monday. So this was a quick turnaround. Nice. And I was like, okay, let's see what we got here. Hmm, poem. Mm, poem. Mm, <laughs> lovely poem. And then I'm like slowing down. And then I'm like, uh, deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then I'm like, 
I think I just need to read one a day. <laughs> and just like a little devotional <laughs> practice and add it into my my meditative self-love. Wow. Oh my gosh. Process. I feel so honored. Wow. <laughs> I feel so honored. Seriously. I and this is extra special because this is literally the first time I'm seeing someone hold the book. I'm going to read so. one. I'm going to read one right now. <laughs> Ladies oh and gosh. gentlemen. Here we go. At the right time, every broken thing will come together for the good. You are more than your failures, successes, more than your fears. And far beyond the surface of your desires, there is a truer reason why you are still here. If you find yourself struggling to see past your imperfections because you cannot figure out how what's torn apart can come together, may you know in your soul that the answer is not found in thinking, feeling, doing, but in trusting in what is greater than you. I said that? Uh, you said that, <laughs> girlfriend. I could wow. breathe that in every day. <sighs> mm -hmm. I needed to be reminded of that myself. My only complaint <laughs> is that the version I have is black and white. Oh, <laughs> so I'm gonna you have to, use have your to buy the real. I'm gonna have to buy the real one in January. <laughs> oh gosh, yes, everyone. The book is in full color. Your version will be in full color. <laughs> uh, and you're a new mom. I am. I am. I have a six-month-old. His name is Jacob, and we love him so much. He is just. He has so much more energy than I do. <laughs> and it seems like it's cranking up, cranking up higher and higher every day. So, yes, yes, just you can pray for for my strength. <laughs> how, are your, how are your nights? Does he sleep? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Does he sleep? How are your nights? Oh yeah, yeah. He's actually he's actually just now starting to sleep through the night. So I think he waited for a six month birthday to 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 do that. <laughs> so that's been fun, but um. Yeah, that this kid can go a long time without sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell all the listeners that uh, Morgan does not look like exhausted mom mode. She looks oh, very lively and energetic. And, uh... <laughs> it's the beam of light behind my head. It's, <laughs> it's making me look a lot more awake than I actually am. So. <laughs> Morgan... Um... I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for 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 this and for oh. for jumping out of the boat and being really scared and vulnerable, you know, two years mm. ago in a way that is changing, you know, like like mil actually millions of people. Mm. Wow. Well, like thank if, you. If you put I, the numbers together. Mm, yeah, it's it's overwhelming to think about, but at the same time, like, not to, I'm not. I promise, I'm not like trying to be poetic. I just sometimes this is how my brain works. But I mean, it's as overwhelming as it is. I, I'm just grateful for overwhelming grace that you know sustains all of that. So, mm. so yeah, thank you, thank you. I, I really, really enjoyed the conversation. Just, thank you. Just, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Would you pray for us, Morgan? Yes, yes. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together. Here in this audio space, um, thank you for for giving us the opportunity and and the, the privilege to even just be in awe and 
just admire like the wonder of who you are and all that you've created. Thank you for your grace, sustaining us even in difficult times where it is at times hard to hear your voice and it's hard to know what comes next or what we should even be looking out for. Thank you for your presence, for being with each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. There you have it. Morgan Harper Nichols. Isn't she a gem? Isn't she wonderful? (laughs) I love that. So much fun. So make sure you go and get a copy of her book, All Along You Were Blooming, Thoughts for Boundless Living, a collection of poetry from Morgan Harper Nichols. And it is beautiful and encouraging. You will put it on your coffee table or your bedside table and you will read it every day and you will have a better life for it. Right? Yes, you will. So uh, go check out the show notes. You'll find that. Uh, You can find a link to purchase it. Uh, If you purchase it through my Amazon link, then I make some money. So that's helpful for me too. Anyway, go get that. Support Morgan and her work. Go follow her on Instagram if you're not already doing so. If you're not one of the million people already following her. And uh, grace and peace to you all. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.